If Taylor Swift were to be a cannibal, <laughs> if she were to take after Army Hammer, <laughs> the Donner Party, yeah. Taylor Donner. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Now What podcast. I am your host, Simon Bomia, and... As some of you may know, I used to have a podcast with my friend Logan Chin. Uh, it was called the What Now Podcast, so naturally I named this one the Now What Podcast. Uh, first episode, we're going to be talking about some albums that came out recently. Uh, J. Cole's The Off Season, uh, Olivia Rodrigo's Sour, and we're just going to talk about Taylor Swift for fun. Uh, here with me today for my first episode, um, do you want to tell them who you are? Sure. Hello, listeners. My name is Javier Nunez-Sears, and I'm super excited to kick off Suman's podcast um, as the first guest ever. I'm ready to go. Um, great. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, the off-season. Let's talk about it. The off-season. So, J. Cole's new album. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, this is like J. Cole's comeback album. Yeah, he, he's yeah. been he's been gone for a while, and it's um, it's definitely been weird not having his music. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of music since then, and I'm not a huge J. Cole fan, but I do admire his work. Um, I thought that this album, um, I think the hype kind of left me a little bit underwhelmed with the actual album itself. Um, I thought that, you know, J. Cole is a fantastic rapper, but the, the album as itself didn't really feel um, too much like an album. Um, you know, but I think that there are a lot of songs on it that showcase J. Cole just being a phenomenal rapper and the fact that he's adapting his kind of more old school sound to what the rap sound is now, which I really respect. Yeah. And he's definitely going to make a lot, a lot of money off of it. Yeah, he's doing well on the charts. I was going to say, he's mm-hmm. like up there with uh, right next to Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, we're going to just review the entire Billboard <laughs> Top 10 right now. Um, but yeah, it's been you know a three-year hiatus for him. So yeah. hopefully, I'm hoping that J. Cole's return inspires some other artists to also make returns um looking at you kendrick lamar <laughs> and frank ocean and frank ocean yeah but he's allowed to have a hide yeah. yeah i should listen to more frank ocean i don't listen to him enough yeah and I, you know what you know what's fucked up uh-huh. i have like a frank poster in my room that's so bad you also haven't seen no you have seen parasite that's right. i have seen parasite yeah I, we literally watched it together. yeah okay never mind ignore that because <laughs> he used to i used to have a parasite poster in my room but i hadn't watched it yet mm-hmm just really embarrassing. She's such a fake fan. If you guys can't tell by <laughs> now, you'll definitely come to find that. Um, um, but I'm trying to listen to more Frank. Anyway, thoughts on the album as a whole? What do you think? I I would give it a seven point five or an eight out of ten. I thought that there are great songs on it. I think that J Cole is ridiculously talented, one of the most talented rappers out there. But it didn't really feel like it too much of a completed product i thought that there was not as much cohesion as i would have hoped Um, i do think that 2014 forest hill drive remains cole's best album yet i think that um uh, for your eyes only is about at the same level as the off season but just because it's more cohesive and i kind of like that jazzy sound i'd put that one above too um so i would put this one kind Mm -hmm. of around there. Um, I think it's better than his earlier work and um, not as good as his kind of mid-career peak. Yeah. So I do think though, you know, there's another album that he's going to make before he retires, quote unquote, he's probably not going to retire because, you know, nobody ever retires when they say they do. Um, but I do think that that album um, 
is going to be very good, and I'm already looking forward to it. Yeah. I was uh, taking notes on my phone for the episode about mm-hmm. his uh, album, and yeah. I wrote, glad he's back, and in asterisks I wrote, hold for applause. <laughs> Great, thank I'm you. I'm glad he's back, too. I have opinions on the album, but I don't feel like they are... Like, take them with a grain of salt, because I don't listen to a lot of rap. The rap I do listen to is, like, Kanye and Kendrick. But you listen to, like, five of their songs. <laughs> Please. No, I listen to more. I'm not wrong. I've listened to more of those When I stuff. asked you what Kendrick Lamar songs have you listened to, you're like, humble. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do listen to more Kendrick because of you. Yeah. Is Kendrick your favorite artist? No, probably Kanye. Okay. Kendrick's a better rapper. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Can we? What? What? what oh yeah, we we're gonna do album song rankings. Let's do it. So I'm gonna go first, and then you're gonna go. Why second. don't we both start with our number eleven or number twelve? There's twelve songs. Okay, one, two, three. One hundred. Punch in the clock. Mil. Oh, I put that one at five. <laughs> oh, I put one hundred mil, kind of low. I put number one, my life. Number two, close. Number three, the climb back. Number four, pride is the devil. Number five, punching the clock. Number six, Amari. Seven, Interlude. Eight, Let Go My Hand. Nine, Applying Pressure. Ten, 95 South. Eleven, Hunger on Hillside. Twelve, 100 Mill. Okay, so we agree on a couple. Um, what should you say yours? Yeah, so I have the same top three of My Life, Close, and The Climb Back. I love The Climb Back. Uh, it was absolutely uh, some, some of his best lyricism, I thought. Um, beat kind of got tired, but you know it's still one of the best uh, tracks on this album for sure. Um, then I have let go of my hand at four. I really like storytelling J Cole. I think that he really, um, you know, that's where that's when he really gets to uh, have his lyricism shine. Um, so I'd be interested to hear why you put it at what like eight or something. So, yeah, I'll um, tell you about it later. Okay, cool. So I have ninety five <laughs> South at, at five. I think it's a very triumphant, bombastic start to the album. Um, I don't really like the increasing amounts of autotune that it uses, but I do, um, I do think that it, it, it's, it's very hype, it's very pumped up, you know, there's the, um, represent your shit motherfucker thing, and it's just very upbeat, and I like that. Six, I have Pride is the Devil, I think Lil Baby, I'm not a huge Lil Baby fan at all, like, I don't really listen to any of his music, but I thought he worked really well in it, and I love how J. Cole, like, switched up his flow, so it would kind of, uh, flow directly into Lil Baby's part. Um, which is very good. Good one. Thanks. That was so clever, wasn't it? Then Interlude. Um, it was good, but it was just kind of short. Um, but the production was great. Amari. This song, like, at first I hated it, and now it's grown on me a little bit, but it's still, you know, eight. Um, I thought it was good, but I don't know. There's just something. I mean, the production definitely carried, um, but there's something about his flow that's kind of annoying. Um, I have 100 mil at nine. Suman hated it, um, but I have 100 mil at nine. I thought that it was... Um, not great in terms of the lyrics, uh, or, you know, like, a lot of autotune, too, but I just thought it was, like, one of the most pumped-up, energetic songs, and I feel like that one and My Life are both songs that I can kind of, you know, go work out or feel feel like I'm the best, too, which is always a good feeling. Then I have Applying Pressure at 10. Um, I think his flow is really good. It's very emotional, kind of visceral storytelling. Hunger and Hillside, it was fine. I didn't like the beat, though. Um, although I love, I, I'm a huge fan of strings, like dense string arrangements, but that didn't really save the beat from kind of not being good. Um, and then I punched in the clock last, just because it really didn't feel like it was going anywhere. 
his flow was pretty okay, but um, it just was kind of like unnecessarily loud, I thought. And then um, I, I mean, the Damian Lillard interview that he spliced in there it just didn't really seem like it was necessary. So I have it at twelve. Um, but really, though, I think like songs one through seven on my rankings, like everything from my life to interlude, I would definitely yeah. listen to. I think uh, my life is perfect. I like it so much. I like it too. Yeah, Twenty One Savage is fantastic on it, and you know, J Cole's verse mm-hmm. is great too. Mm-hmm. Just like that moment when you know he says. Uh, no, it's on site when I see you, I'm working on Squarespace, and he's like, yeah, and then the beat just goes crazy. <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments. Javier gets hyped as fuck to that. How do you know? Did I tell you? <laughs> I'm just assuming. Oh, I do. I know, I do. <laughs> I do. I got paranoid for a second. Like, when did you see me listening to my life? Um, um, so you asked why I put Let Go My Hand at eight. First yeah. of all, i just like to point out that Javier and I's one, two, three, top three are the same. And our 11th is the same. And our 7th. Our 7th? Interlude, interlude, yep. Uh, I put... I just didn't... What did I say? I said, what the fuck is up with the flute? That's what I said. Because in the background, it's like... It goes like... Like, it's just (laughs) random, like, instrumentals in the back, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the first half of the song. I thought it was like... I I also thought it didn't go anywhere. Um, But the second, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah, just the first... Boss? Bass? I don't know how... I should definitely bass. I feel boss. like it's, it's, it's definitely boss. Um, B-A-S. Yeah. He's excellent on the, on the vocals. Um, and I've only listened to him rap, but, you know, hearing him sing, he's very good. And I thought he made uh, Let Go My Hand as good as it was, I think, just as much as J. Cole did. And I think uh, Six Lack, which is supposed to be black, but um, stylized, it's cool. It's definitely black. It's definitely black. <laughs> um, he was... He Motherfucker was, said Six Lack. Yeah, they, they were on it at some point with, with uh, Boss Bass. We are just butchering all this. I should definitely know how to Not we... This. I. That's like, you know how to do it either. You're like, boss, 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 boss. <laughs> At least I didn't say six black. Okay, six I forgive you. Okay. Um, um, I think that was the biggest discrepancy you and I had. Five to 12 is kind of a big, yeah. big jump. Anyway. Um, the punch in the clock stuff. So overall, now what? Album was great. Yeah. I really didn't like 100 mil, but that's okay. That's okay. Hopefully we get more consistent music. Yeah, from everybody. I mean, Taylor Swift fans have been absolutely feasting over the past few years. I know! What is up? Four and then over albums? Here, <laughs> over here, there's me being a Kanye, Kendrick, and Frank Ocean fan, all of whom have literally gone Life and lived in so Siberia over the last you. five years. Yeah, I've had to compensate by listening to other artists. <laughs> not Taylor Swift, though. I won't go there. Oh my um, god, Taylor... Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. I'm just not a fan, okay? That's all. We're going to debate this later, but I have See, as a Kanye fan, I can say that Taylor Swift is good. But at the same time, that doesn't obligate me to listen to her music like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Swift fans, as we might discuss later, are not capable of making the same distinction about about Ye. That's my opinion. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Kanye West is dating that uh, Irina Shake, the supermodel. I don't know who that is. Okay. Well, yeah. He went from one supermodel to the other. Who was he dating before? Oh. Kim Kardashian. Simon's definitely going to edit that out in, in post-production. No, I think it's funny. I'll leave it in. Okay. Fucking okay. watch it. Um, okay, Sour. Um, yes, yeah, Sour. Debut album. Um, so overall th- thoughts first. Um, I'm going to go first. Yes. I thought this was an incredibly strong album. Um, I think that society ate the shit up. Like, this was, like, number one everywhere. Even, like, uh, just, like, her first single, Driver's License. Immediate standing ovations from the entire world yeah um also can i just say that her fans are like 
bananas. They're like livies. <laughs> what the hell does that <laughs> is mean? Is that what they call them? That's what they call themselves. No. No, it's so bad. Oh, I swear. I, no, but I fuck with that. Stans will just name everything. Like, what, what is the B, uh, the army or something? Oh, the, the BTS, BTS army. Um, Are there Kendrick, Ken, Ken, Kenny's? Kenny's. <laughs> Kung Fu Kenny's. <laughs> Kung Fu is that what they're called? You have not listened to any of Kendrick Lamar's. She didn't get the Kung Fu Kenny reference. They say that like 18 times and damn. Sumar, you are getting exposed. No, you know what I listen to most? I listen to To Pimp a Butterfly most, I think. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. That's valid. I don't listen to damn. I need to listen to damn. No, listen to Good Kid Mad City. That's okay. the second best project. Um, well, this is not a Kendrick Lamar. No, but I saw videos on Twitter of like um, Olivia Rodrigo, her fans, would print out the Spotify barcode of her album and tape it around their city. And I was like, that is some fucking That's ridiculous. Dedication. But That's if, you know, but if I were an artist, I would want, I would want fans to do that. <laughs> um, personally, I really like the, her rock stuff over the ballads. Agreed. Yeah, I think that she is a lot better at that, and it's a lot more unique, which is kind of strange. I like, that's why it's weird to me that she gravitates more toward um, kind of the slow stuff when she's, like, so good at the rock stuff. Um, I think it really struck a chord with, like society or whatever like you said she catered to her audience angsty teenage girls yeah it really struck a chord both emotionally and musically i feel like because i think we've been so starved of like um pop rock yeah and i also think there haven't necessarily been like i guess we had Billie eilish um but she's definitely more alt i i think like you know i guess other than Billie eilish like we haven't had too many like out of nowhere phenom female artists Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. I would think since then um that was like like three years ago or however yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. And I think, like, her album... Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your last word there. You did not. I was stepping on you. Thank Go you. <laughs> I think that her her album is kind of like a like a fusion of, like, all the latest, like, pop trends of the 2000s, which was ballads, bedroom pop, pop rock, um, pop in general. Um, and I think that it was a real real challenge for her to like get all of those sounds together, but she did it really gracefully, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay, what are your overall thoughts, Sarah? Yeah, I kind of agree with a lot of the things you said. Um, Suman posted on Twitter um, after she listened to the album, but before I had, about how this is one of the best debut albums of all time. This. We're going to talk about um, this. And at first, I was skeptical, and this is very bad of me, and I responded in a skeptical manner. Despite when, not having listened to the album myself. Yeah. And I don't like when people do that, and so I felt really bad about that, and I went and listened to the album. Thank you for taking accountability. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and I still don't necessarily think this is one of the best debut albums of all time. I think it had a lot of potential that maybe, like, uh, like some of the songs, especially on the later half of the album, feel kind of samey, um, mm. which is kind of disappointing. Um, however, I do think that she has enormous potential her voice is ridiculous yeah the production the production throughout this whole thing was yeah. phenomenal it was like dan nigro um, who produced it yeah um, um, who i'd never heard of but he did a great job he's amazing he's fantastic uh, and there's another guy who did a couple of the songs anyways um, but um, but to 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 your point what i think i meant was that um first of all one of the best debut pop albums of all time and what i meant by that was when has anybody ever released this music been this good early on and received this much love from the entire world early on in their career yeah she has had a this that's like insane ste- that's what i I think that's what i meant she's had a stellar rise it's kind of ridiculous like most people kind of take a little bit of time but she dropped one song 
and, and it got like, like 750 million listens in like a yeah. week yeah that's ridiculous yeah. um so you know good job to Olivia rodrigo you're crazy um if you're listening to this podcast hit me up um <laughs> yeah uh, okay move on moving <laughs> on <laughs> plug yourself with the podcast i did i did um yo hit my boy javier up yeah she's like she and i are the same age um oh oh you talking to Olivia rodrigo yeah yeah i thought you were talking to any girl that might no be i was talking to Olivia to rodrigo podcast. i was talking to Olivia rodrigo uh, um i thought you were just like in general like if you're a girl and you're no if you're to listening podcast, to this podcast stay away from me okay um, but if you're Olivia rodrigo don't okay. um anyways what was i saying um, yeah, I was impressed. Good on Olivia Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we should song rank. Okay, let's song rank. You go first. Okay. Um, okay, so so Suman and I had an idea about each other's off-season rankings, but we're going into this without any uh, idea about each other's sour rankings. Okay. <laughs> favorite crime, least favorite song on sour. Really? Yeah. Mine is Hope You're Okay. Wow. Yeah. Why is favorite crime your least favorite? It just they didn't. It was it was boring. Have you listened to "Hope You're Okay"? No offense, Olivia. No, I "Hope You're Okay" had a much better sound. Here. I think. I like the lo-fi sound a little bit of the production of "Hope You're Okay." I think that it it was a great closer to the album. It mm-hmm. seemed very kind of wistful, like she was sad about what happened but ready to move on. Mm-hmm. She still has, mm-hmm. you know, feelings of affection towards whoever she's referring to. Hope you're okay? Yeah. It's not about her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. It's about herself. It's a, No, it's about her friends that she hopes that are Anyways, okay. <laughs> I, I put two and two together, but I guess I did that wrong. Um, but anyways, I liked Hope You're Okay. We'll get to that later. But Favorite Crime was just like, I don't know. It was just like, it didn't really go anywhere. Um, Have you listened to the end? Yeah. I think it. I think that you're right about the first half of it, that it doesn't go anywhere, but... I think that towards the end, like that whole like growth mm-hmm. makes it like pushes it way up my list. Way up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we'll get to that later. Okay. So I favorite crime that that might be subject to change. I'll have to re-listen because just from the little bit of the end I heard, um, that sounded pretty good. But okay. I I still wouldn't move it higher than like my bottom three or four. Okay. Yeah. Ten. Traitor. Mine is enough for you. Um. Yeah, I didn't like Trader is like a lot of people's favorites though, huh. which I think is very interesting because yeah. I thought that it was like the most generic sound. Yeah, like yeah. it was just like she like took a template from someone, and we'll talk about this later. But she took a template from someone else and like she just made her own whatever. Yeah, and I didn't really realize how it. This is basically a copy of another song by another artist. Yeah, which um, we will talk about when we talk about our influences. But yeah, cool. Um, and I put enough for you. Because I also thought it was very, like, I couldn't, it, it wasn't not, it just wasn't very distinguishable, yeah. in my opinion. I just thought that it was, like, eh, whatever. I agree. I have enough for you at nine. So, okay. like, the next one up. Okay, number nine. Mine is happier. Enough for you. We already went over enough for you. Mine yeah. was happier because I think that it also happier enough for you and hope you're okay. Like, all the same song. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I can't, like, distinguish. Um, except I thought I hope you're okay was better than the other two. I had happier at eight. So and then I had Trader at eight. Okay, so we have basically the same bottom four. We the only the difference is four. favorite crime versus hope you're okay. Yeah. Um, okay, number seven. I have jealousy, jealousy. I have jealousy, jealousy too. Yay! Let's go. That was a high five. If you that guys was a solid high five. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was just a like really 
Like, Enjoyable. I, yeah, I thought that sour had no skips, in my opinion. I disagree. Okay, yeah, but we have different tastes in music. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm less inclined to like an album like this, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. I did like it. And there's certain songs on here that I, I've... They're on my playlists. Yeah. Um, Jealousy Jealousy was... It was, like, really driving, I think, but it was slow at the same time, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that part of the end where she like she's, like, shouting. She's mm-hmm. like, all I see... So I should be happier, prettier. <laughs> Jealousy. Man, are you Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you sound just like her. Thank you. Uh, moving on. Uh, six. Six. Favorite crime. Okay, I have one step forward, three steps back. Okay. Um, I really like favorite crime at the end, like I was saying earlier. Like, I think it really grows. And it is really like, I really like the movement of it. And at mm. the end, she kind of has this belt where she sounds like she's, like, crying. And I yeah. really fucked with that. Okay. Fair. I think one step forward, three steps back is, I think, the best slower... Actually, that's not entirely true. Um, second best. No. Third best. <laughs> and they're all slow, pretty much, except for two. Um, but I thought that this was one of the better ballads on this. Um, I just think it's uh, very reflective I thought, um, and kind of about how, like, nothing ever works out for her, mm-hmm. which is relatable. Aww. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everything works out for me perfectly. <laughs> All right, five? <laughs> five? Five. I have driver's license. I have Deja Vu. Deja Vu is my number four. Okay. I love the production on Deja Vu. It's incredible. Um, there's just something about the the hook um, that kind of bugs me. What's I don't, the hook? Do you get deja vu when I'm Is that not part of a melody? What's the difference between hook and melody? Hook is like a, a repeated thing that they say, usually the chorus. Oh. Um, so like the hook like is like the on like on my life. Let's go back to J. Cole. Okay. They rap. Then there's the thing in the middle about like my life, my life. My, that's the hook. My pen, my pad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hook. Like the like melody chorus. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. No, not melody, but mm-hmm. chorus. Yeah. Okay. Um Yeah. Deja vu is cool. fantastic. Deja vu is great. I liked it. Um, I put driver's license because it's probably it's probably fantastic and it probably should be higher up on the list. I just think it was too overplayed for too me. Too overplayed. Yeah, fair. Okay, number four. I already said mine was deja vu and I absolutely love it. I hope you're okay. Ugh. I have it quite high. That's wrong. You know, um, hope you're okay is like low-key everybody's least favorite though. Really? Yeah. It does have the least amount of listens on this whole thing. So, um, Again, this is a subject that changed. I have listened to it fully through once and I've listened to a couple songs in here many times. Um, and a couple songs on here, like, twice total, ever. Um, so definitely subject to change, but I did like Hope You're Okay. I actually think I will move that behind Deja Vu. Okay. Um, so now we have the same number four. Now we have the same number four. Okay, sick. Sick. Um, and then do you want... Three. Three, I have one step forward, three steps back. I thought that was a fantastic ballad. I have Driver's License at mm, three. Okay. Because I think that the production is incredible. I think that... It, it like captures a very specific feeling i thought um, and the bridge is incredible okay number three i had one step forward three steps back because three steps back because i feel like it is the best ballad on the album mm. and i think that it is just i love the movement from the verse to the melody or the verses to the melody because the melody is like not what you're expecting um it kind of like switches up the rhythm entirely and um and i really like the lyrics I don't think that she's like a. I don't think that she's a great lyricist, but I think mm. that she's she makes up with it for her vocals. Yeah, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. But and she's a very and impressive songwriter. She's yeah. what, eighteen? That's insane. Yeah. And very impressive. Mm-hmm. And then and we're I, gonna. S- I sorry. think we have the same top two. Yeah, we do have the same top two. We're gonna say the second one and the first one, so we time it at the same time. Ready? Okay. Brutal. brutal good, good for, for you. you. Yeah. Okay. Brutal. Brutal is two for me. Brutal is so um, good. I just I love the opening and uh-huh. then how it like. Oh my god! I listened to it for the first time. I think that's was supposed to be everybody's reaction. You listen to it for the first time and it's completely something you're not expecting yeah. and then it's like fuck yeah I lo- it's like this girl that's like a disney channel star and she's you know her first single was like a ballad about how she's sad and then she comes in that was the same feeling for good with good for you but she comes in with this driving like electric guitar it is a statement uh-huh yeah. and it's like fuck yeah olivia rodrigo i'm no. a fan of this i really liked it and i mm-hmm. love when artists like you have an expectation and they just shatter it and then Olivia um, Rodrigo delivered on this one. She totally delivered. I loved yeah. it. It was great. It was so teen angsty. And it was like, very teen angsty. And I just think that that is what I needed. Personally, also. Yeah. And also just like a good fucking song. A great song. Then Good For You. Good For You, number one. I think it's so perfect. Self-explanatory. I think it's amazing. Um, There's just something very uh, energetic about the song. Mm-hmm. It just... There's a lot of dopamine mm-hmm. that, that song gives me. I like it. It's good. Um, so this is not music that I typically listen to, but I really enjoyed Sour. Um, I think my thoughts overall on the album personally, when compared to um, the off season, I think I liked Sour better. I think Sour is more impressive, especially because... For me, the hype for Sour was less than the hype for the offseason, and I feel like yeah. Sour exceeded it, and uh, the offseason kind of fell below. I think that this is an 8 for me. Um, I think and mm-hmm. the offseason is more like a 7.57, 7, mm-hmm. but they're both in the same ballpark. I just think that this is definitely a more polished, cohesive project. Um, some of the songs sounded kind of samey um, yeah, you know, yeah, towards yeah. the end. That's the yeah, reason yeah. why I didn't have... Uh, you know, higher rating for it. I think she should have ended with a rock one, I'm going to be honest. I agree with that. I think that, um, very impressed. I, I think that it is not one of the best debut albums of all time, personally. It is in terms of pop, but we can agree to disagree on It that. is a very good debut album. Yeah. I, th- I think there's no disputing that it is a very good album. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed, and yeah. I've said I was very impressed a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. I, I was, it's true. Um, okay, so... Now that we've talked about this, can we talk about her influences for a second? Okay. Because I think that Taylor Swift is palpable throughout this whole entire album. Um, in fact, you know One Step Forward, Three Steps Back was a Taylor Swift sample? What song? Uh, New Year's Day. But I think that, I think that, okay, the, I think that she has influences from like Taylor Swift, Avril Lavigne, and Conan Gray. Um, but I think that she does take a lot of inspiration from them definitely more than the regular or average artist would take from their inspirations but i think that that's okay because i think that she's open about it i think that Hmm. the songs that she's made um out of inspiration from other artists are better than the songs that the original artists make themselves so for example i think that one step forward three steps back is better than new year's day in my opinion okay and earlier we were talking about Conan Gray and the song Traitor because I, the reason why I don't love Traitor is because it is 100% Conan Gray. 
Like, it is Conan Gray's exact style, and I was like, I've heard this before. That's why I have uh, Traitor as, like, my bottom, my second worst, I think. Yeah. Um, She's going to find her, like, own, like, official, official voice as she grows as an artist. I really think that Olivia Rodrigo, like, not even being hyperbolic here, but I think she's going to, like, push pop in a different direction. Yeah. Um, I think that she is going to be a big reason as to why you're going to start hearing more rock influences from everybody moving forward. I think there's going to be a rock resurgence, kind of how there was, like, uh, R&B resurgence recently like yeah, over the past with, five years with like SZA and yeah and Frank and all, all these people kind of bring well Frank is a little bit of different like the weekend yeah right um all these people kind of bringing R&B back into the mainstream more and I think that you're going to start seeing more rock in the mainstream yeah um, because of this which is a good thing so with that talking about how she's going to skyrocket I just thought we'd talk we'd take a little bit of a moment to talk about the path for Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Which, first of all, I just want to say, I'm so proud of her that she is like a Disney Channel star. But she, she was on Bizarre Vark way before she was on High School Musical, mm-hmm. the musical, the series. Um, <laughs> and there have been so many, like, Disney Channel stars that I think haven't made it. Like, Bridget Mendler, like, Ross Lynch. That's, like, R5, which is, like, his band. And I hope, like, if this is what she wants to do, if she wants to sing and perform, I hope that she's able to do that without having to act, too. If she wants to act, she can act. But I think that she can just be just be a musical artist from now on. Um, I think that she. I think this is the quickest that any artist has ever been embraced by society. Wow. Can that's you name bold. an artist that's been like this? That's had have, such a meteoric rise. Yeah, she released one single, and automatically everybody was like, "We love you." That's like. I think Dua Lipa had a very fast rise, but maybe not as fast. Billie Eilish. Well, actually, that no. was kind of slower, though. No, it was so she had, like, slow ocean because she had ocean eyes, eyes and, and nobody she knew who she was. Some stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was SoundCloud. Um, I think that... Oh, here's someone. Lil Nas X. Oh, that's true. Makes Old Town Road. Nobody's ever heard of the guy. All of a sudden, he's number one. on for, Like, he breaks the record for the longest time, number one. So now what, for her, um, I think she's going to have some exponential growth. Like, this is just going to go up and up and up. And you know what I think? This is what I've been thinking about lately. Mm. I think she is reinventing the type of music that would be defined as anthems. So I'm talking, like, our generations, you belong with me, everybody talks. Oh, Party in the USA. Yeah. I think that she's creating this music because we're always like, oh, there's no music like 2000s music. This is what she's doing for younger generations. There's going to be kids, like, 10 years from now that are our age. And then you're going to be screaming, like, good for you in driver's license. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, there's something to be said about that, how she's um, really making, like, scream songs for the new generation. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, she's going to be around for a while. She's yeah. just getting started. Olivia Rodrigo is here to stay. Yeah. That's what. Except, here's something, though. Billie okay. Eilish and Lord were both. Yeah. Lord needs far, to come up with new music, though. Another artist that I really like. It's like, if I like you as an artist, you are no, not you like allowed to release... You like Dua Lipa, and she's on her grind. She made... Oh yeah, she had, like, Rob's a remix later today. But, like, I'm not, like, a Dua Lipa fan. I like... I think she's talented, and she makes very good music, and I think Future Nostalgia is a better album than Folklore. Um, but, you know... I need to listen to Folklore. I'm not, like, a Dua Lipa fan. I don't, like, have her songs memorized. I wouldn't go to a... I, I, I would probably go to a Dua Lipa concert, I think. 
Um, I'd go to any concert at this point. I'm concert um, starved. We, we were going to go to a Jacob Collier concert together. And Javier and I were talking about this last night. We did not get our tickets refunded. And I'm going to go. Jacob Collier concert? Oh, no. Bruno Major. Yeah, same person, though. I did have, <laughs> I did have two tickets to a Jacob Collier concert, but I didn't invite Simon to. No, he was going with his music friend. I Whatever. actually wasn't. I didn't, I didn't even want to come. Personally. You know what? Yeah. didn't even want to come. Anyway. Um, with the mention of Taylor Swift... Last subject of the day, Taylor Swift. He was talking earlier about how he didn't like... Well, he doesn't dislike Taylor Swift, but he's not a fan. Indifferent. But I think that a lot of the reason why you're indifferent, or a lot of the reason why you don't lean more towards liking her is because of Swifties. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about Taylor Swift versus Swifties. Okay. Because I am a Taylor Swift fan. Like, I think that she makes good music. But you're music, not a Swiftie. But I'm not a Swiftie. Yeah. Um, I think that... Taylor Swift's fan base is one of those fan bases. I think I, I would equate Taylor Swift's fan base to Donald Trump's fan base. <laughs> not in terms of That's values. That's a claim. Not in terms of That's values or priorities. I actually think that... Uh, oh my, I'm going to get canceled so hard. <laughs> by both sides of... No, because the thing is, is like... No, they're definitely not the same thing because like, they were definitely like on the exact opposite side of the political spectrum. Like All, ta- all Swifties are like socialists. Um, no i didn't mean in terms of values or priorities i meant that in that their supporters will literally believe and support them to the death and their per their the person they support can do no wrong in their eyes yeah i think there's if taylor swift if taylor swift were to be a cannibal (laughs) if she were to take after army hammer (laughs) the donner party yeah taylor donner yeah um i think there is something to be said about blind loyalty and that sounds like a song she'd write blind loyalty hmm should I email her? Yeah, email her. <laughs> We're emailing Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my god. You really hate Swifties. I'm with you. I just don't hate them as much as you do. I don't like hate them as people if they're like not it's being just, a Swiftie It just gets me. frustrating. When they, when they are a Swiftie around me, I'll like, I'll get irked. Um, That's a good word. I like that word. I think that, I think that a lot of people though have become, I think that the, the main reason why I think I get a little annoyed is because a lot of their rhetoric is like, Taylor Swift is the best musical artist to ever exist. She can do no wrong. Um, every song she makes is the best song ever. And I do have an issue with that. I have because... a huge issue with that. <laughs> but I think that... I think that... we. I need to do a better part... I mean, we both. Well, I'll speak for myself first. I need to do a better part in compartmentalizing between 50s and Taylor Swift. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I will admit, sometimes I say shit that, like, just to make them mad. <laughs> like, you know how she wrote a song about Jake Gyllenhaal missing him? her like 21st birthday yeah one all, of my the, all the Swifties li- attacked them my one of my favorite lines to use um just like like as an opener is Jake Gyllenhaal missed Taylor Swift's 21st birthday party because he had better things to do and I say that everybody goes crazy it's not what I believe it's yeah what I, I my version of that is Kanye West made Taylor Swift famous and then see what they say um. <laughs> You think me and Taylor might still have sex? Why? Why? I made that bitch famous. God damn! I made that bitch famous. <laughs> By the way, on the record, Kanye West absolutely did not make Taylor Swift famous. All he did was uh, lead Be himself mean. to drop like one of the best albums of the last decade. But yeah, he yeah, it was. I am a Kanye West fan because of his music, not because of Kanye West. Although I do think that Kanye I, West as a person is. Not my favorite. But at the same time, I but don't, villain- I don't villainize him because he has serious mental health issues. 
I know, but at the same time, having mental health issues does not give you, like, the right to be a jackass. Yeah. But, okay, let's talk about Taylor Swift as an artist. Let's compartmentalize 50s and Taylor Swift because I love Taylor Swift. I think that her ability to make four albums... Her work ethic is crazy. I respect that, yeah. Let's talk about her. Her work ethic is, like... I remember I saw this tweet that was, like... um, Got my third Taylor Swift album before my first dose of the vaccine. Which is crazy because it's, like, true. Um, She's on a roll. Especially because she's going to be making bank. Oh, she's making bank. (laughs) Because she's re-recording. I I respect her a lot for that, from sticking it to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going... I'm going to... While you do whatever you're doing right now, I'm going to talk more about Taylor Swift. I think that she's going to be making bank. I think that she is definitely... um, Has... One of the most incredible. This is David Guetta. Oh, is it? The hell? Well, he's the producer. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. You could be. She's incredible. Just okay. Sorry, I was just looking at the word on my on my outline document that says icon, and mm. that I think is true. I think that first of all, just the way her music has progressed over yep. the years and the battles that she's fought with her record company and the empire that she has been building since she was fucking 14 years old. I think she's incredible. I think she's one of the most important artists of my generation. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of her music isn't personally for me, but I also highly, highly respect her. She's um, insane. As a musician. I think think that just like the, the name that she's built for herself and what she's like endured just from like woman haters that are like, fuck Taylor Swift for no reason. Um, I think that she's she's absolutely fantastic and I do see this kind of um, growth for Olivia too I was going to say that I think that there are a lot of parallels between her and Olivia despite Olivia not starting as young Olivia did start super young despite that and I think that she's going to grow to be kind of almost to the same level as Taylor Swift I think that she's a great lyricist I think that a lot of Taylor Swift? yeah Oh, with her singing that you didn't like as much, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that she's a great lyricist. That's also another thing that, like, I think I've, I've definitely had arguments with people over people being like, she's the greatest lyric writer of all time, when that's just blatantly not no, true. No, it's so not. Yeah. Um, I think that she's an amazing lyricist, though. I don't think that she's the best lyricist of all time. But, and I also, but I think that her lyrics make up for her vocals, which I don't think, I think she's a great singer. I just don't think that she's, her vocals are as strong as, like, Olivia's are it's not not to compare them because they can be their own separate artists. They can, but um, I don't think that Taylor Swift. I was talking to my friend earlier. He he thought that Olivia Rodrigo was not as good vocally as Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, but I think that's untrue. Any final thoughts about Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo, J Cole, anything? No, it's been really fun talking music with you today. Thank you, sir. We are now shaking hands for We're those of you who are listening. Your hands are sweaty. It's hot out. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. And my hands are sweaty, too. Yeah, okay. Um, um, you have me turn off the AC, so it wouldn't interfere with the mic. True. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, thank you for listening to our, al- <laughs> to our podcast, <laughs> to our album. Javier and I are dropping an album. Uh, it's going to be called Sumon Javier in 2022. <laughs> No, thank you for listening oh to my our podcast. Gosh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And can it be a clarinet duo album?
Oh, number one on the charts straight away. <laughs> Move aside, Olivia Rodrigo. Here so comes Suma Javier. <laughs> one word. <laughs> Just one word. <laughs> no, our shitpost no, album great. is absolutely going to drop soon. I know. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Now What podcast. I will see you next time with a brand new guest so you don't have to listen to him anymore. And um, Javier, do you want to say bye to them? Yeah, goodbye. Thank you for listening. And Olivia Rodrigo, if you're listening to this, I follow you on Instagram. So please, come find me. Please. All right. Tune bye. in next time. Thank you. Bye.